come on. Yeah, come on. It's like that. It's like that. Hello and welcome to my young, loyal listeners of Teen Bible Study Talk in 10 Minutes. So what do you know? Word on the go. This podcast is brought to you by and produced by Real Time with the Bennett's, where real talk happens all the time. I'm your host, Minister Bennett of today's episode, and my co-host is the lovely Sister Bennett. In this week's episode, we will be discussing our commitment to Christ as teens according to God's word. And we're back again talking about commitment, but we're going to talk about commitment in a different way. Instead of Christ committing to us, we're going to talk about our commitment to Christ. Let's get right down into it. And I'm going to read the same definition of commitment that I read last week. The state or quality of being dedicated to a cause or activity, etc. Let's read Mark 10, 13 and 16 to look at the biblical meaning. People were bringing little children to Jesus for him to place his hands on them. But the disciples rebuked them. Then Jesus saw this. He was indignant. He was mad. He was angry. He said to them, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them. For the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Truly, I tell you, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. And he took the children in his arms and placed his hands on them and he blessed them. Mm. We find in Mark that Jesus makes a bold statement about children in God's kingdom. Jesus makes it clear that anyone, and I mean anyone, who wants to inherit the kingdom and be blessed must come as a child. I know you're thinking, how can an adult become a child again to commit to Jesus Christ? Great question. I'm glad you asked. And you know what? God gave me the answer in advance. But I'm going to change your question a little bit because I think this is what you're, you were really, really trying to say. Why would Jesus say such a thing that would appear to be an impossibility? Even better question. But again, I thank God for giving me the answer in advance. God knows it is extremely difficult for persons let's call them adults, weighed down with the obstacles of life that they can't see Jesus, let alone commit to him, when they are so busy chasing the things of this world. Listen to this. Listen to this. At your age, you don't have the stress of paying a mortgage, paying a car note, trying to figure out how to put food on the table, how you plan to keep the lights on when you haven't paid the bill in two months because you needed the money to put gas in your car to get to work. And let's not forget that you, you had to ensure that your children got everything they needed so they could view you as an awesome parent with a smile on their face. You don't have to worry about that. I'm going to pause and allow you to digest all of that before I answer your great question. Here's the answer if you didn't get it. Children don't have those kind of problems that could limit their commitment to Jesus or God. I'm not saying children don't have problems but nothing that can compare to what your parents and adults and other people go through. Your only thing that you really have to be concerned about as my young loyal listeners, and I know I'm talking about to some older people too, but I'm focused on my young people right now, is schooling yourself. You don't have to worry about those pressures of paying bills and all those other things. What God is saying, adults need to put their self-made lives on hold and make some uninterrupted time to commit back to him and his son. That's what Jesus was saying. That's what God was saying, okay? You see, young people, you essentially have nothing really to distract you from committing to God. By committing to Christ now, you can create a habit that should never be broken. I can promise you this 
right now where you sit, lay or walk, that if you commit to Christ now, your adult life will be twice as easy to live than it will be without Christ. We'll be right back. Don't go nowhere. We're back live in PNT Podcast Studios to pick up where we left off. We're going to talk about some practical ways to stay committed to your commitment to Christ. Can I ask you, my loyal listeners, a question? Have you ever been so excited about an extracurricular activity, signing up for a Little League sports, dance, chess club, or high school sports, or an academic club? Okay, okay, maybe I'm stretching it with the academic clubs. But here's a public service announcement. Education is very, very important. To only find out after several practices or short meetings you truly hate to admit it, you don't feel the same way you did on day one. That's called the commitment fade syndrome. I have some good news and some things you can put into practice that you don't experience that as you walk this walk called Christianity. This is one commitment we cannot afford to allow to die or fade away like some fleeting thought. I strongly recommend that you read 1 John, 2 John, 3 John on your own time because there is no time to cover it here. 1 John 1, 1 1-4 That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked at and our hands have touched, this we proclaim concerning the word of life. The life appeared, we have seen it and testified to it, we proclaim to, to you the eternal life, which was with the Father and has appeared to us. We proclaim to you that we have seen and heard so that you can also and may have fellowship with us. Our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. We write this to make our joy complete. As you can see well here, John was well aware of the commitment fate syndrome, that he spoke to it in 1 John so that his commitment to his Lord and Savior wouldn't fade away, so that you and I wouldn't have to experience the syndrome. John was memorializing the time he spent with Jesus so that he could always be able to reflect on his Jesus experience. John speaks of four actions that represented his Jesus experience. Let's break those down. Number one, see Jesus for who he is. John saw him. Who is that? Jesus. Young people and other listeners, we all have seen the loving and saving hand that Jesus has at some point in our lives. You can deny it. You can try to forget it. You can most certainly give someone else the credit for a miracle or situation we all know that Jesus brought you out of. Number two, feel Jesus' presence. John touched him. Don't be afraid to take his hand as he leads you to places only he can. Invite Jesus into your every decision. Speak to him when you're sad. Speak to him when you're happy. Speak to him when you're hurting. And more importantly, allow Jesus to wrap his loving arms around you. Spread Jesus' great news, the gospel. John ministered with him. Speak of Jesus' goodness. Tell your friends about the mercy he's shown you. Heck, tell a stranger about all that Jesus has done in the Bible. Spend some time being a blessing by helping someone in the name of Jesus. Allow Jesus to use you as an instrument of peace. Number four, what did Jesus do for you? John's life changed by him. Who is him? Jesus. Don't be bashful. Don't be shy. Tell a dying world and all your family members, your friends, and strangers about your Jesus experience. Reflect on what Jesus experience did in your life every day. Write a blog about it. Tweet about it. TikTok about it. 
IG about it. But most important of all, live it, the Jesus experience, like you can't live without him. Hey, let's see what they're rapping about over here in the conversation corner. Hey, Minister Bennett. What y'all rapping about over here? We touched on it last week, so we continued our chat about how we can be committed to Christ. We looked at Mark 10, 21 and 22, which reads, Jesus looked at him and loved him. One thing you lack, he said, go sell everything you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. At this, the man's face fell. He went away sad because he had great wealth. So I asked the youth, were they willing to give up what they had to follow Jesus? What were they willing to give up? Would they be willing to give up their game consoles? Would they be willing to give up their latest gear and give it to the poor? Would they be willing to go without so that another one would have? Just like the man in Mark 10, Jesus loved him and told him he needed to sell everything he had. Well, as you can see, that was way too much to ask. Come on, Jesus, you know how hard I work to get this. Really? Come on, I had to save up a long time to get this, and I had to save a lot for this. That man wanted his possessions so bad instead of the treasure in heaven that his face fell and he went away sad. Can you imagine walking away from Jesus because he told you to sell everything? Well, some of you probably can't imagine that. The Bible says, what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? There are some adults who would walk away sad, too, because they don't want to part with their things. Some people feel the bigger, the better, or because there are a lot of degrees behind their name or the more they have, they've arrived. But just like having all of those things that makes people feel good and they pat themselves on the back, Jesus just wants us, not our things. He wants us to be committed to him by being his servant walking in integrity, sharing him and his word with those who need it. Those are the testimonies he loved to hear in heaven. And for that, he would gladly pat you on the back and say, well done, my good and faithful servant. Don't get me wrong. There is nothing, absolutely nothing wrong with having nice things. But remember when we talked about idol tree, just be sure that you don't cross that line, that if something were to happen to your things, you lose your mind. In summary, the importance of your commitment to Christ. If we look at the church today, many believers, young and old, only follow Christ when it's easy or convenient to do so. True commitment to Christ requires the determination to follow him in season, out of season, when there is no season, and at all times, no matter what. A commitment to Christ is about living a life holy and acceptable to God, no matter who's watching and no matter the cost. It's a desire to make the appropriate changes in one's personal life, and social life to mirror that of Christ. Don't lose your life because of a lack of commitment to Christ. Matthew 16, 24, and 26 says it best. Then Jesus said to his disciples, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves, take up their cross, and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it. Whoever loses their life for me will find it. What good will it be for someone to gain the whole world, yet forfeit their soul? As always, please don't forget to subscribe and share so that you and your friends will get all future notifications when new and exciting episodes are uploaded and posted. Until next time, stay safe and live a life holy and acceptable to God. After all, it's your reasonable service. With a special thank you to LJ Productions for post-productions editing techniques that's used for this podcast. This podcast was sponsored in part by the Body of Christ Church in Waldorf, Maryland, Pastor Kenneth E. Stewart, it's Christian Education Ministry in association with Real Time with the Bennetts. Or Real Talk What? 
You got it. Happens all the time. Yeah, it's like that.